0: Welcome to the Duloss Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message.
1: Well, guys, welcome to Table
0: Talk.
2: We're here at a table talking.
0: We're here.
1: This is the reason we call it Table Talk because we're talking at a table. Go figure. It's the last one, too. That's, so this is the last one. Tea? Yes. Good to yes. see you at church. Oh, man. Huh? I missed
2: you. Wow. That's weird. About time to show back up.
1: All right. Well, uh, did y'all have a good Thanksgiving? Yes,
2: Yes. I did. Did anybody in the crowd have a good Thanksgiving? All right. Good. Yeah. Those of you online thumbs up. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right.
1: Thumbs up in the comments. Thank you. (laughs) Well, uh, I want to know how your Thanksgiving was. So tell me what was your favorite dish of Thanksgiving? Favorite dish. Hopefully you had it this past Thursday. Or Friday or Wednesday I don't know
0: I mean I love the main dish turkey
2: just turkey yeah no, it's terrible I'm not a turkey it's fan. terrible really there's a reason why <laughs> I'm not a turkey <laughs> listen fan. to me you no, have turkey I understand that but there's <laughs> a reason why we only eat turkey once a year because it's terrible I agree that, no, <laughs> like, no who's I with love, me I love like, turkey keep turkey wow. away from us see I'm, thank you wow. we're starting a campaign okay. today keep turkey for Thanksgiving <laughs> okay only only <laughs>
0: Well, can I change my answer? Because now I yeah, feel go judged. Ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, I would say I like green bean casserole. No. Nope. That's
2: pretty right. I mean, too. Man, I'm, gonna, I'm doing an you know, awful you're job. Good. I like mashed potatoes. Yeah. Surprise, mashed potatoes. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. Thank you. That's yeah. all I like. Because Matt doesn't. I eat suck at green. this game.
1: That's <laughs> also true. <Or> green <laughs> <Yes>. bean casserole. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my I'm I'm gonna go with Kelly. I love green bean casserole.
0: Thank you, uh, Brian. It's
1: it's good. I'm not a turkey fan. Not a turkey fan, even though uh, my, so my wife's good. uncle did fried turkey and smoked turkey. That's probably good. I and it was a so bit, good. But ham is better than turkey
2: to me. Absolutely. There's, yes.
1: a, there's something about ham. a honey
0: ham. I do not oh, like it ham. On
1: Thanksgiving, it's good. But once again, I think I only eat that on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so there might be a reason. Uh, last, last question. Uh, what is your favorite dessert for Thanksgiving?
0: Pecan pie.
2: Wow. Yes. Look at that. We both knew it. With whipped cream? I do it with whipped cream. I
0: can do it without. Without? Yeah. Interesting,
2: interesting. What about you, Brian? Favorite
0: Um,
1: dessert? I usually, I would say pumpkin pie, but this year we branched out and we got an Our Place pie. I don't know if anybody has had these before. Oh my! Who's had it? It was Show of hands. Five people. Awesome. You're the best people in the room. Yes. uh, It was a chocolate pie. Okay. And it was so good. We need
0: to just order that for the office. Um, It was so good.
1: Let me just say, Kay, if you've never been to Our Place, you're missing out. Like it is the best Southern food and their pies are delicious. They have like a Nutter Butter pie. They got an Oreo pie. They got a chocolate pie. Nutter Butter? I'm telling you, it it is. It's unreal. (laughs) It is so good. Well, hopefully uh, y'all had a good Thanksgiving too. I know I enjoyed Mm -hmm. the break and be with family and it was different this year, but it was a good different. I took a very long nap, a very long nap, but it was a good one. Uh, But I'm looking forward to Christmas. (laughs) What yeah, I'm looking forward that, what does to, Christmas.
2: to do with anything?
1: I'm just Thanksgiving. That's okay, what you do good. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Good. You eat, eat nap. Okay. so eat. much where you can't operate, and then you're just like, I got All a right. nap. I'm with you. And so good. I think I good took job. like a three hour nap. Yep.
0: It was awesome. During the it Cowboy game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I could care less about the Cowboy game. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, we are in week three, our final <laughs> week of Table Talk. And before we jump into the text and the passage for today, uh, let's be a little vulnerable, okay? I want to know about, think back to like middle school, high school, dating phase, right? Have you ever done something crazy or insane to impress someone you had a crush on?
2: Think about it. Uh, There was one time in college. Okay. Not in junior, high or high school, but you know, like you see these these movies where like guys declare their love. Oh, yeah. For someone It's
0: not real. Absolutely,
1: boombox over the head.
0: Yeah, they're like clearing
2: that, that outside of a dorm. Oh yeah, I happen. love this person, and then I'm they loving. just come down because they're overwhelmed yeah. because Prince Charming's out here yelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, and then you drive off into the sunset. So got when it. my
2: wife broke off our engagement,
1: oh,
2: um, oh god, it, the end of the story is good because we still got married. Um, but here I am, up. senior and. College, like the old guy, not the little yeah. freshman that didn't know any better.
0: Yeah.
2: I stood outside of her dorm mm. yelling.
0: The grand and gesture. How Christian much college.
2: I love my wife. She lived on the third floor of the could, dorm. She is, would not come to her window when I beckoned her. Could you tell us her. what
1: you said, how you professed?
2: I, I just is declared my love for Lindley Pettis. Oh. That was her name at mm. that time. Mm. Now she got mine. Well, that's name. That's, my name. That's good. That's my name, so that's, we're married. that That's how that works. So, there you that go. was good. <laughs> but well, she didn't did. come down. She didn't. She didn't.
1: Did any of her friends come down like, oh.
2: Um, there was one. Can I share another story? Sure. So when our engagement when our <gasps> was broke off, this was me trying to win my wife back. Okay, got it. Um, she went on this choir trip. Like, yeah. the, she was in choir, and they did this choir tour. So there was a guy that I was good friends with that was on, in choir. I wasn't. But I wrote her a card every day. And on the wow. back, i wrote a little tally mark so he knew which one to give her mm. each day for this like seven day trip so like day two she noticed the tallies and she wow. was like craig how many of these cards do you have he's like i have all she's like just give me them all wow and did she call you no text you didn't work well i mean did i they guess they have cell phones back then though. she like,
0: married you
2: no we didn't text back then that wasn't like a real thing were there cell phones Yes, there was so- Brian Payphones, right? Brian.
1: She had to go to the payphones. Operator
2: <laughs> over there. <Yeah>. Matt Cameron. <laughs> Carrier pigeons. That's oh, yeah. okay. Even, but, Sorry, Kelly, I've, i I talked too much. That's that's fine. I
0: just felt like you were having a very emotional you were moment. Having a moment so, crying. You're like crying I'm <laughs> this <laughs> he has tears. I'm very emotional. having a moment there.
1: <laughs> very emotional. Kelly, what about you?
0: Um so I will have to go, not middle school or high school either. This is when I was finished with college. Um I met a nice gentleman. Mm. And I made sure that everywhere we went, he sat right next to me. So, like, if we went to a concert, if we went to a movie, if we Pro went to, a, if we went to a restaurant, like, girls. there was always a, a chair right next to me. And I'd be like, "Hey, this one's for you." And now he's my husband, so I guess it worked. Wow!
2: Look so, at that. So there's a there few go. open seats if next to the some ladies, help, guys. If you see, some, few I see some open chairs. Seats. you guys need to move around.
1: <laughs> Welcome to church. <laughs> this is for you. This is for you. <laughs> Um, right. let me just share mine, even though no one asked me, mine was actually in middle school. Um, I, I was going into eighth grade. My wife was an incoming, oh, I just gave it away. Uh, my wife was an incoming <laughs> seventh grader <laughs> and, um, her friends came up to me, your sister, Kelly Cameron yeah. and her other friend, Jenny, uh, ran up to me and like, ah, our friend thinks you're so cute. And I was like, okay. I don't care because I was a junior high boy. And then eventually on the last night, there was a thing, like an annual thing we did at camp to close out camp, a shaving cream fight. And so this cute girl ran up to me and I just slapped her with shaving cream and then realized this girl's really cute. This is the one they were talking about. What,
2: What I love about this is you're still trying to act like the junior high kid that wasn't trying to flirt. Oh, By hitting yeah. a girl with shaving cream. Oh, I, I was definitely flirting. Like, it was yeah. obvious. I, we know you. We yes. know. Oh, we, yes. I knew what happened as your youth minister. <laughs> but no, that's the thing. I love all you junior high guys. I know you think it's cute, like a fun way to. Yeah. I don't know if you can during COVID to. No. Like punch girls, but that's not a good thing to do. I don't know if you yeah, can do, do that outside of COVID. Yeah, but like you know, guys think, think it's, it's funny socially when acceptable. Like ever, <laughs> don't ever do that. All right, we got to get into our yes, lesson we do. Yeah, let's do it. We're way off.
1: Well, the reason I ask you that is because a lot of times we do crazy things for people that we love. And uh, throughout Psalm 23 and throughout scripture, really, we see God go out of his way to show his love, uh, his care for us, um, his gentleness, um, how much he loves us, especially through sending us on Jesus. Yeah. And so this morning, that's kind of where we wanna start is talking about, okay, does God really love me? Can I trust that? Can I know that? And how can I know that? And what should my response be? So as we get started, like always, Kelly, would you read uh, our verses for today?
0: I'd be happy to. So we're just going to read again all of Psalm 23 because it's so short. Okay, just a refresher. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Matt? That's
2: good. good. That is good. So today we're going to go on those last two verses as we finish up. Um, Verses 5 and 6, and it starts off saying, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And, um, you know, when people think about preparing a table, you think of like a feast, right, or a meal. Yep. Um, think of Thanksgiving. There you go. The, thus, the table the talk. The table talk. Yes. circle.
1: Whoa. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> Anyways, so when we think of feasting, we th- we think of like a royal feast, so this one big meal. But the the culture that David's writing from is this Jewish culture where a feast would last for days. So when we hear about Passover, we hear about the Feast of Pentecost, these type of feasts, it would be like a week-long celebration. Like when Jews today, they celebrate Hanukkah for eight nights. Uh, you know, we just get Christmas for one day. They yeah. get eight crazy nights. would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it's this idea that what, what God is doing for us, that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, He's throwing this massive, we'll just use week-long, week-long feast for us. And uh, I don't know about you guys if you've ever had like this massive feast, but what I think of when I think like of a, of a huge feast isn't Thanksgiving. Uh, how many of you been with us on a mission trip to Mexico? All right, so this group right here, you're all in the mm-hmm. same spot. That's good, and in the back, I see ya. Okay, <laughs> but usually it's the last night when we're in Mexico, you guys have both, yep. both enjoyed this beautiful yes. feast, but the ladies cook all day long mm. and they make us this Mexican meal that is the best Mexican food you've ever had. Am I wrong? Anybody going to disagree with me on that? Like no. it is phenomenal. Yeah. And they make so much that like, I go back for at least three plates Wow. and, and go wow. and yeah, I do. But but it, like it is amazing, and that's what I, I, I think we miss this, a lot of times when we think about God. Like, God is so overjoyed at His people yeah. that what He does is He gives us this this feast that is not just one meal. It's not like, hey, let's share a meal together sometime. Like, let's go to Texas Day Brazil. Oh, no, yeah. that is great. Okay, that is amazing. <laughs> Like a week long yeah. feast, yeah. that's how God delights in his children. And I don't think that's a view that a lot of us have. So maybe I would ask the two of you, like how does, how does viewing God as this guy that throws this massive feast, how does that change what you would consider as people's typical view of God? You wanna go first, Brian? I see you nodding your head.
1: Yeah, I well, like you said, you think back to Mexico. We we think about these feasts or these these times where we had these like amazing meals. And I remember growing up, and our grandmother would yeah. literally spend days and days and days like cooking the entire Thanksgiving meal yeah. for all of us. And no one would bring anything, but there was so much like thought into yeah. every single dish. And you, you just knew that like every seasoning she put in herself, yeah. and just like the way it tasted, you you could just tell that it was made with love. You know, we use it all the time. Like, oh, I asked my wife to make certain dishes because I'm like, if you make them, it's gonna taste a whole lot better than I make them because you're making them with love, right? And we use that, throw it around. But really when you think of that feast with God, it's that he's planned for this. Yeah. Like this wasn't just a, hey, let's let's just go to lunch. Let's go to McDonald's. No, it's like, I'm gonna throw this massive celebration and we're gonna spend time together. And the biggest thing I think about uh, is just that fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the food's good. And like, it's amazing to sit around a table and have fun like that. But it's the fellowship that not only is he preparing a place for me at this table, but he's including me on what might come next or or what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he's revealing to me, hey, this is not just the plan I have for you to sit here right now, but here's my plan for you. Uh, Like we hear in Jeremiah 29, you know, like my my plan is to prosper you, to to build you up. And so I, I think of that feast is that it's, it's more than just the food. It's that, it's that time to be with him and have that fellowship and to understand more of who he is. And I, and I think that's more than just calling a quick meal, but that's a intentional, I love you and I care for you and I want to have a relationship with
0: you. Yeah. I would say... Um I agree with everything both of y'all said. Um, but I would say, too, it's such a picture of what heaven is going to be like, yeah. um, that God you know, has prepared this place for us, and you even said it. Like, it's not just, okay, it's this one meal. You know, like, we all got so ready for Thursday, and then it was over like that. But heaven is going to be this continual fellowship yeah. with God the Father, and he's always preparing good things for us. Um, so it's a really cool picture, yeah. just that we'd be with him and have that fellowship.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think there's a lot of times people people miss that God delights in you. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And just like your grandma mm-hmm. yeah. makes this, you spends all week because her greatest joy isn't the food. Yeah. It's making sure she has the perfect meal because she loves her family yeah. that much. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's just a really, really interesting way to, to look at God, not as a grandma, please don't hear that. <laughs> but as like, as that's this, this <laughs> God that loves his children so much that he's done all this to, to prepare this table for you in the presence of your enemies. Then it continues on here. It says, you anoint my head with oil. And that's a really interesting, that's a, that's candle smells good, by the way. Um, But this, this idea of anointing your head with oil, this is something we don't get. Um, So when you're in a period of mourning, Mm. the Bible actually commands it where, you put on sackcloth and ashes. So what sackcloth was, like, if any of you know what a burlap sack is? Or like, you ever do a potato race? Sack race. race. Or sack a race. on. Field day. Potato race. What the heck is potato that? Potato race. <laughs> but a sack race, you know, you, like, the, you, you put that terrible itchy garment <laughs> yeah. on uh, to go race on field day. So that's, that's what it's like. Sackcloth's like burlap. Mm. And so what they would do is this would be the only time that they wouldn't be wearing their undergarments. They, they usually wore a robe underneath. They'd put this sackcloth on and it would it would itch nonstop as a reminder to them of the mourning that they're in. And then they would take ashes. And so instead of your face, uh, you think of a, the complexion of someone from Israel, a, a Jewish person, they would take ashes, and they would make themselves even more pale, so they would have no good complexion, so you would see no life in them, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have rosy cheeks or anything like that. So what would happen is, when you're coming out of the mourning phase, you would anoint yourself with oil, and you'd kind of clear your face off, and now it would be this sign that I'm coming into joy again, not just the sadness. So you think about this, valley of the shadow of death, you're coming through. And then you're here. But that's not what this passage says. It's not, I'm anointing myself with oil. Notice what it says. It says, you anoint my right. head with oil. Mm-hmm. So this isn't us making it. This isn't us making it. Yeah, hey. Need to hear that Here one. we are. <laughs> yeah. um, this isn't us anointing ourselves and like carrying ourselves through this time. When when you anoint someone else's head with oil, this would happen in in a place of, of prominence. So this would be like a king. Another king is coming to his kingdom, and he anoints them with oil. Uh, this is what the New Testament tells us to do. It says, if any of you are sick, let him call for the elders of the church and anoint them with oil and pray for them. Uh, it was also something that the shepherd would do for the sheep. This is the shepherd's psalm. And what the shepherd would do is after the sheep would go through thorny areas and their face would be, um, their face would be cut up and stuff because sheep are dumb; like yeah. they just go in the wrong place, and so they get these cuts. And when they're all in the pen at night, and the and the shepherd's there, he would take oil because it would actually soothe their wounds. Mm-hmm. So it's this just, just unbelievably yeah, yeah, that's like powerful um, picture of what Jesus does for us, and like. I guess for me, when you think about this picture of God and who he is for us, a lot of times we miss that. Like to think about a God that cares for and delights Mm -hmm. in you as much as it's describing God doing that for us is not something that's normal. So I'm gonna go to Brian first and then Kelly, you can. But Brian, tell me, like, is there something in your life or has there been an event or I guess just what has given you a greater understanding for how much God really does love you and how he delights in you as a son?
1: Yeah, I I think something that we hear all the time is that God the Father, right? Mm -hmm. And I think growing up, I just didn't really understand that. Like, okay, I don't know really what that means. Um, And I think it really was when I became a father, a dad, right? Where the way I look at my son is completely different than any other person, like even my own wife. Like I look at my son completely different and we're about to have a baby girl and I'm told that I'm in for it. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I already just have this, just like out of this world love, this unconditional love for Gavin, for Drew. And I, I just have this feeling of every day and you know, Gavin does stuff and he gets in trouble and he gets... I can't say it, tr- spankings, right? Like, I spank my kid, it's all right. Uh, but I probably, YouTube. two if anybody will have to cut to that wants to turn out. him in, feel free. No. <laughs> but like, yeah, he, he does these things, but he's like, Dad, are you disappointed? And I always have to tell him, like, I'll never be disappointed in you. Yeah, what you did made me sad, what you did made me mad, but I'm not disappointed, like, you're my son. I will always love you, I will always protect you. And a lot of the times when, it, when I read this song, I see the protection part, right? that, you know, growing up, your parents are like, don't touch the stove. It's not like, the stove is cool, so touch it. It's like, they're trying to protect you so you don't go through the hurt. Or they're like, hey, don't run in the street. It's like, well, I want to. And you keep doing these things, but it's like, it's not because you just can't, but I'm trying to protect you from that. And so when I became a dad, I realized all these things of these attributes that God is the father, that he's protecting, he's guiding, and how he loves me, and how he shows me his love is this unconditional thing. And so every time... I talk to Gavin, I have that in my mind of like, it's kind of weird, but like, how would God talk to me in this situation? Yeah. What, what, what would God say in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the old, like, what would Jesus do bracelet? <laughs> it's like, I really have to think through, but if I wanna teach my son that God is the father and as the father, he loves them, I have to be that example. And maybe Kelly, you can talk about this, but we didn't really have that great of an example. And so that's why it was yeah. hard for us, you know, growing up of like, okay, God's the Father. I don't know if I respect that, you yeah, know I yeah. don't know if I really like can can visualize that i don't I don't know if you want to add to that,
0: yeah, um, just like you said, you know you have this picture of God the Father, that is a phrase that's used all the time, and you know, not to toot my own horn, but like I brought our our family to church yeah. and um
1: our family like, we're related we we're re- just a reminder we're related this time
0: um so like our, our earthly parents were great parents, but they, they didn't really um, understand the gospel. They didn't understand the truth. And so like that relationship wasn't what it could have been if they had understood those things. And there were t- really tough seasons where we went through some really, really hard things. And my relationship with my parents was not good. And so to have this idea of like this good heavenly dad that loves me, like having to wrap my mind around that, it took me a long time, but to have people reinforce that, Scripture to reinforce that, um, that meant everything, because it is, it is a hard thing. When you don't have a good relationship with your parents, like, how in the world could God love me when my earthly parents don't? Like, they gave birth to me, they take care of me. Like, it doesn't make sense. You can't put those two things together. So when you read Scripture and you have, you know, accountability, you have your connect groups, you have people around you that remind you who God is, I think mean, that's really important.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I love for David that he, when he writes this Psalm, he refers to God and we don't just all make up for our own image of God, but like for David, David was a shepherd. Like he understood this relationship yeah. between the shepherd and the sheep in an intimate way. And he's looking at God and he's like, God, you do these things for me. Mm-hmm. And what God does for us is God uses relationships or experiences to reveal different characteristics of himself to us. And so being a dad from both perspectives, like, oh, this one, my earthly father wasn't the greatest. Okay. None of our dads were perfect. My dad's right. preaching in the other room. Like, <laughs> he, he wasn't the, the perfect dad, yeah. but he helped me understand who who God is. And I, I think that's a really good thing. One more phrase in, in verse um, five that I think is really good. Mm-hmm. When he talks about my cup overflows, um, I think that people look at all of this, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. They, they think that what David's talking about is going to come in heaven. Like, oh, someday we're going we're gonna to get there. All that's happening right now. And it reminds me of the, the prodigal son, you know, the story of the guy who does all the stuff wrong, you know, goes mm. and wastes his father's inheritance on what the Bible says is prostitution and wild living and drunkenness. Um, he comes home, and you just get this picture that the father every day is scanning the horizon, hoping yeah. that he's going to see his son come home. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea of this father, is he sees him from the far way off, runs to meet him, and then what's he do? He throws a feast. Oh, yeah. The older brothers in the field, remember what he realized when he came up? It was music and dancing. Yeah. There's this huge party happening. Yeah. And um, what, what I think is important for us to, to understand is that what, what God wants for you right now is not just, hey, this is going to happen way away from now. God's doing this for us now. Yeah. And when you look through Scripture you know, all up until when Jesus came, it was this idea that well, we're waiting for God to be with us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, hey, someday, yeah. someday God's going to show up and we're going to have a Messiah. Yeah. And so we all waited for Christmas, right? It's this, that was, his name will be, shall be called Emmanuel, God with us, all yeah. that. Yeah, you're with me. Okay, but literally for 4,000 years of human history, they waited for the Messiah. Everything was just pointing to it, you know. You'd have a great leader for a while, but he, he was, hes not Jesus. Yeah. There's a great prophet. There's all these things, and we had all these things that led to it. Then Jesus came, and what I what I think is is difficult for people is a lot of times we have the same perspective of go well. Well, Jesus is going to come and he's going to fix everything, you know. Like we use this. Um, we use this illustration of of God the Father. Like when you're a little kid, you just know dad's going to fix it. Like yeah. there's a bad yeah. situation, dad's going to come and he's going to fix it. And we think of that like oh, well when if Jesus comes back, he's just going to fix this whole broken world. Right. That's what we look for. And so everybody waited till Christmas till when Jesus came, but Jesus made a really interesting phrase and we've talked about this before. He told his disciples, it's going to be better for you that I leave. Yeah. Made no sense to them because they're going no 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 you're this God whole time we've yeah been waiting. you're God with us now you're Emmanuel <laughs> like yeah. we've been yeah. waiting for you yeah. and Jesus totally changed that when he said no what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave my Holy Spirit yeah. to be within you so it's not God with us it's God in us or God within us and like there's the temptation we all have that we want this physical relationship with Jesus. Like, well I just wish I could talk to him face to face.
0: Yeah.
2: You realize how bad that would be if, if like, oh, one of us got to talk to Jesus out of the seven whatever billion people we have yeah. on the planet, <laughs> Jesus gets to talk to one person yeah. at that one time. Oh, that's great for everybody. Yeah. That's not how it works. That wouldn't that wouldn't be what any of us need. No, what Jesus did was far better. He left us the Holy Spirit. It's different. Yeah. Like I know when 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 Troubled times happen when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Remember that? Yeah. Like, there's times when you just wish your best friend could be with you. But there's times when they don't answer or they don't, something's happening. You're in a different part of the country. You know, it's important for us to realize what, what God promises us is that he will never leave us, never forsake us. Jesus said, we said it last week, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. What God has done through the Holy Spirit, promising to stay with us, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever, is something that's, that's far beyond what he ever could have done yeah. physically just by staying around forever. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a gift that I don't think we understand. No.
0: So I do want to um, go to verse 6. I know you talked about it just a little bit. So this is actually my favorite part of of this chapter of Psalms. Um, So surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I think that's a really cool, um, just this picture of his goodness, right? So you wake up in the morning and he has got goodness in store for you. And I know that... We have all faced really tough seasons this year. I know 2020 has just thrown us all, you know, lots of curveballs and um, just things that we didn't expect. But I think it's good to be reminded that every single morning when you wake up, he has good things to offer you. And even if you look at yourself and you say, well, you don't know what I've done or you don't know the kind of sin I found myself in, like, he's a good shepherd and he loves you and there's still goodness. Like, he wants to take your life and make it good. And I've, I've seen this in my own life, you know, things that I never expected. I never expected to work here, like ever. <laughs> like I never thought that was going to be in my plan. The things that I had done, the mistakes that I had made, I said, how could God use this? And he has, and it's been incredible being here 10 years. That's insane, you know, but just thinking about that. And then obviously, um, you know, mercy, you always say it, It's, not getting what you do deserve, yep. and how God is so loving to us that he extends his mercy, like, doesn't give us the punishment that we deserve for our sin. I think that's incredible. That's an incredible picture. What do y'all think?
2: No, I'm with you, and I think it goes back to the prodigal son. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's that whole story. It wasn't, it wasn't God, you know, waiting on the porch. I'm going to let him walk all the way yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he's going to have to walk all the way back here and then prove himself that yeah. he's learned his lesson, yeah. you know, like there, there were so many opportunities and it's not that it's wrong for a father to ever do that, but, but that's why Jesus flipped the script yeah. yeah, and and he said, no, 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 this is what you have to understand about your heavenly father is that yes, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And that goodness might not look like what we want goodness yeah. to be, right. yeah. but Romans 8, 28, right? That. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And even though it might not feel good, we know that it's for our good. Absolutely. And that God's bringing us through this. And that's why even in this tough year, even in this tough season that we've all been through, for some of us, literally, it's been walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We know that God is going to turn this for our good somehow. And that's what you cling to. That's, yeah. that, that's the stuff you have to have to realize because he is, like Kelly said, he's a good shepherd. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. One, one thing I want to add, and then we'll,
1: we'll close out, is I love that y'all are just throwing it down. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not a whole lot for me to add on to. But the surely goodness and mercy will follow. Like I look at the prodigal son, and a lot of times when we mess up in life, we just think we're bringing all this baggage. Like yeah. we're just bringing all of our mistakes. But it's like, no, like look behind. Like that's the past good and mercy will follow yeah. when you put your faith in him.
0: Yeah.
1: Like your, your past is covered already. Like your present is covered already. Your future is covered already. All you have to do is have faith in me and come to me. And I love, like I absolutely love the story of the prodigal son. We've talked about it so many times. Uh, I, I think personally it's, I feel like there's a lot of me in that story of like running away, trying to get as far as I can away <laughs> from the calling God place in my life. And then finally like, you know what? Like, I need to go back to my father and coming yeah. back. And then also not just experiencing from God, but from the people around me of arms wide open, like, come back. Like, we've been waiting, you know? Mm. And I think we just gotta stay focused. Like, keep our eyes on the father, the, the, the father in heaven that no matter if you have that example on this earth or you don't have that example on earth, like, it is unreal the love he has for us yeah. and the goodness he has for us and the mercy he has for us and um, just like everything has been planned, right? Everything has been planned that we would come to know him, that he would throw this feast. And something you said uh, in your one series in main service, like heaven is queued up for mm-hmm. a celebration. Yeah. And I think that's so important as we wrap up is that like if you are in this room today and you've never professed Jesus Christ with your mouth mm-hmm. and with your heart, that you believe that he is the son of God in that the Father sent him to down a cross for you. Literally, heaven is queued up today, yeah. ready for that celebration. Absolutely. That the Father is arms wide open, come back to me. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. And he's not going to go, you've done this and this and this, and this is what you have to do to enter my house. No. It's I love you. I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. And so if you're in this room today and you've, you've gone through a hard season, we all have, but maybe you just feel like you've been running from him, you, you're far off from him, it doesn't matter how far off you are, you can always come back to the Father and heaven is queued up. I love that idea of the feast and the celebration and that literally, and we have to go back to like, it takes time to plan a celebration, but realize that he was already planning on it. Like, he had everyone queued up, ready for that celebration. It wasn't like, hey, uh, he finally came back, so can you, can you get the, the calf and get my robe? I mean, they were on standby, right? And like, dude, I mean, he's not coming back. And then, no, he comes back, run to him. Today's the day, right? And that's what I want to say to you. Today can be the day that we can celebrate as a family, as sons and daughters of the Most High King that you have come back into relationship with the father that you've entered into his presence again uh, but as we close out this entire series as we close out psalm 23 and table talk is there any last things you want to tell uh, anybody here online anything else
0: i would just say to wrap up you know we've talked about this difficult season or this difficult year like god was not surprised by 2020 no. you know like this was like he, he has it figured out. He knows what he's doing, and he absolutely can use it for good, like we've talked about. So if you, you know, this whole idea, I think if you look at Psalm 23 in your Bible, it has, like, a little um, title right above it, and it says, the Lord is the shepherd. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. That's what it says in mine. And I just love that. Like, he, I go back to the rod and the staff. Like, he is guiding you. He is helping you navigate through the seasons that you're in. Um, he's comforting you. He's just waiting for you to come to him. Yeah. That's it.
1: Matt? Do you have anything to add?
2: Kelly stole mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. The 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 big thing that I think is like when we when we hear stuff like what we're talking about today, I think people that have been Christians for a while go, well, what's the story for me? Yeah. Right. Like when you hear a story of a prodigal son, you think, like for me, I I never was really full prodigal. Like I yeah. never. Never got to go do all that. Like I was the church kid and grew up this way. Went to Bible college and I've been working at church ever since. Um, So I I think there's a temptation here to go. Well, I mean, like, are you giving people permission to go and mess up or do these sort of things? Here's what I would say to everyone who's been Christians for a while and is going. Like, what what does this passage mean for me? This passage means. Look at, look at Luke 15, when, when the father is meeting with the older brother. The older brother doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. The older brother's frustrated because this person's gone off and done all these things. But you know what the father tells the older brother? Very first thing. He says, you've always been with me. Yeah. And the, the power of Psalm 23 is this promise to you that, that God's here. Like he's, he he is your shepherd and he does all these beautiful things for you. Yeah. And it's not that, hey, I can go off and, and do all these wrong things. It's not a it's not a license to sin. It's what Paul says in Romans 6. Should we should we sin more so that grace may increase? By no means. Like we shouldn't. We should put sin to death.
0: Yeah.
2: The promise isn't going, hey, let me do this. The promise is God is here. And he's with you, and he's guiding you, and he's doing that. And there's moments when you feel like, I'm abandoned. I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. No, no, no. God's right here with us through all of it. And I hope that brings comfort to all of us. Um, and I'm really excited for Christmas. So, I yes, mean, that's, Christmas. that's the other thing. I'm glad to get through Thanksgiving. Now, all of you that didn't. Wait, like you waited to celebrate Christmas until oh, yeah. he's
0: coming at me Friday.
2: Yep, I'm just is. letting yeah. you know, like, the water feels fine. Jump on in. Okay? Oh, why? I've been, I've been so in funny. this thing, he
0: rips me up every year because yep. I wait. Yep to play Christmas music.
2: I've been celebrating Christmas since September 11th this year. All right? Wow. Better believe it. Friday.
0: Friday is when I started.
2: It's the joy. (laughs) The joy of Christmas. Sorry. I've been celebrating since
1: October 30th. So I decided I'm done. Well, uh, we hope that y'all have enjoyed uh, this series, Table Talk. Uh, Like I said earlier, if you missed uh, week one or week two, uh, we had Joel with us. And uh, those were awesome conversations as well as we walked through Psalm 23. So go check them out on YouTube uh, if you have some free time uh, today or this week. uh, We pray that it will encourage you. But Kelly, would you pray for us to close us out of this series?
0: I would love to. Awesome. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much just for who you are, Um, that nothing catches you by surprise, that you are a good, loving Father, um, and that you've got each one of us in your hand. God, I just pray for um, every student, every family represented here today, um, just that you would remind them how much you love them, that you are, um, if they're a believer, that you're inside of them, that they, that you walk with them wherever they go. Um, And God, for those that maybe don't know you or are wanting to get to know you, God, that they would make that first step today, that they would um, just decide to surrender everything that's been in their past and, and look to that bright future with you. God, we love you so much. We're so thankful for um, the things that you're doing, even in the hard seasons. We know that you can work all things for good for those that love you, and um, we're excited to see what you're going to do in the future, um, and we're excited for Christmas. In your precious name I pray, Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Doulouse Youth. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon.